Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. I'm going to preach how to move in the spirit. Moving in the spirit. It's not what some of you think is going to be. But moving in the spirit. Having an upper hand by the Holy Spirit. Because I realize that walking in faith is a function of the spirit. So if you can learn how to walk with the spirit, the subject of faith and the lifestyle of faith is easier. There are so many of us who are trying to walk by faith, but in the flesh. Easter, I thought about going behind the veil. Why the the veil? Because the veil is where God's presence is and no one can go there. Apart from the high priest once a year, not without blood, according to Hebrews chapter 8. Now, because of the work of Christ, we have been invited to come in. So when you read Hebrews chapter 10, as I showed you, he said, therefore, come forward. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22. He said, come forward. Let us draw near. Let us draw near. And so we are going to, we are going to draw nearer to God. Did you see that? Let us draw near. Say draw near. I, I like this one. Yeah. What word is this? Yeah. What, what words are these? Draw I can't hear you. Draw near. Oh, louder. So, we read that we can come behind the veil. But what I didn't get time to tell you, which in subsequent times I'm going to be talking about is, when you go within the veil, when you go within the veil, it's only one object, which is the Ark of the Covenant, according to Hebrews chapter 9, verse 4. It says, and, um, and behind the veil, it says that, which the, that's talking about the second, um, behind, behind the second veil is the, uh, holies of all, verse 3, look at verse 3. Verse 3, it says that, and behind the second veil, the part of the tabernacle, which is called the holies of all. Verse 4, which had, which had the golden censer. The golden censer was just in front of it, but it wasn't inside it. It had the golden censer and the ark of the covenant, okay, overlaid uh, on all sides with gold in which, uh, what's this? So, it had the ark of the covenant, and what? The Ark of the Covenant was covered with gold. If God said gold, can you imagine? It looked like it's a temporal structure, but gold. It says that the Ark of the Covenant is behind the second veil. And inside the Ark, so all that was in the second veil was the Ark. But inside the Ark were three objects. I can't wait to teach on these objects. The first thing was the hidden manna. Manna in a golden pot. Manna was food God. Do you know what the meaning of manna? What is this? Manna means, what is this? What is this? That's why we are a manna church. So, manna, God gave them the manna. He said, you guys eat. And then when he gave them what to eat, he told them that just give me a portion. Bring it back to me. Some of you, manna that was supposed to come to the Ark of the Covenant, you are eating it. Every salary you get, there's manna inside for God. Not everything goes into your tummy. God gave it to you by saying, you yourself bring some to me. Right. I feel like preaching. Now, he said, you yourself bring some to me. And guess what? The one you bring to God is not for him to eat. It's for him to keep. So that in Revelation chapter 2 verse 17, 
Revelation chapter 2, verse 17. When you give God your tithe, you are not helping him. Revelation 2, verse 17 says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat. The hidden manna, God said, if you overcome, he will give it to you to eat. He will give some to you. But it has been kept in the holies of holies. So when you bless God, when you give back to God, it's just for your own interest, the interest of your own future. That's deep. Those of you who don't tithe. So he says that there was the three objects in the Ark of the Covenant. Number one, uh, which were in the golden pot, okay, uh, in, which, in which were the golden pot, okay, that had the manna. Did you see that? And then what else? Brothers and sisters, and watch this. In, in Numbers chapter, seven, chapter 17, verse 10, he said that this, this wood that has blossomed, do you know what I want you to do with it? He said, bring it. Let's all read it. Bring it. Let's go. And the Lord said to Moses, bring Aaron's rod back before the testimony to be kept as a sign against the rebels. The testimony is the Ark of the Covenant. That's, they kept it there. For offer as a sign against people who rebel against church authority. Is that didn't you see? As a sign, kept as a sign against rebels. The rebels. God takes spiritual authority very serious. So just keep that in the ark as a sign. So when you come to the ark, mama, then the rod that bars, telling you, God says. I don't take lightly spiritual authority. Mm-hmm. I'll teach on that later. But the third object in the Ark of the Covenant was what? The tables. Hey! Are you ready for this? The tables of the covenant, the Ten Commandments that God gave them. He said, don't go and display it. Go and hide it in that. Ah. That, uh-huh, I know. Uh-huh. Now, now you guys are thinking. I'm going to dismantle some of your theologies this morning. <laughs> The Ten Commandments was not given to us by God to keep. How many of you can keep it? Tell me, do you know any human being who can keep it? Nobody can keep it. So why would he give it to you to keep? And why did he give it to us? He gave it to us as a reflection of who he is, to show us who he is. When armed robbers make a law, do you think they will make a law that armed robbery is wrong? A lawmaker, when they make the law, it tells you who they are. Their, their covenant, their Ten Commandments was a reflection of who God was. To show us who God was, not to give, make us keep it. Because you, 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 can't keep, you, can't keep, you can't keep up to the standard of God. Can you? Can you? Even your own standards and even the government regulations, most of us can't keep it. Listen to this. Okay, so the law was not given to us to keep. I'll show you why it wasn't given to us to keep. Because you don't have what it takes to keep the law. All right. Romans chapter 7. Open your Bibles. You have to listen to this message over and over. There's a lot I can say, but time, because of brevity of time. But it is loaded. He said, they that have ears, let them hear what the Spirit, oh, 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 watch, watch. What the Spirit says to the church. It's the Spirit that speaks to the church. But not everyone at all can get it. You must determine to have an ear to hear. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Romans chapter 7, 
Some of you see yourself there very clearly. <laughs> Romans chapter 7, verse 7. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. Nay, I had not known sin but by the law. For I had not known lust except the law had said, Thou shalt not covet. Verse 8. I'm reading from King James Version, okay? But sin, taken occasion by the commandments, wrought in me all manner of concupiscence. For without the law, sin was dead. Now, I need, let's, let's do the King James, New King James. Put it on the screen. Let's all read New King James together. Let's go. Let's read it. Apart from the law. So, without the law, you, you, you can't say I've sinned. Nothing was making me feel. See, when the law came, I realized how filthy I am. When God's standard came, some of you have got white stuff, white shirts, white stuff. So, it comes to, you bring it near white, then you realize yours is not actually cream. <laughs> I know when you bought it, it was, it was white. Hey, hey, <laughs> but over a period of time, it has. <laughs> so, when the law, the standard of God came, sin revived and I died. But look at the next verse. Are you ready for this? I was, I was once alive without the law, but when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. Ah, verse 10, verse 10. Let's all read it together. The commandment was meant to bring life because the standard of God was coming to lift me. But there were elements in my body. When, when purity showed up, it made me even sink more. So look at the next verse. Are you ready for this? Look at the next verse. He said, for sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me and, 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 by, and by it. What is the it talking about? The commandment. Sin, sin took advantage of the commandment and did what? Sin used the commandment as a murder weapon. John chapter 3, verse 19, 20, and 21, somewhere there. And this is the, the, the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because they are this way evil. I mean, who, how many of you would like a light to be shined on you when you are not in a good state? How many of you would like someone to take your phone and see that some kind of text you are sending to somebody? Hey. Most of us, if someone says, can I use your laptop to, or iPad to log on? Hey, no. Most of us, YouTube, if someone uses your iPhone or iPad to log on to YouTube, there will be pandemonium. Because of your history, the history, viewing history is dangerous. How many of you know you are Christians? You believe, you know you are a genuine Christian. And yet, the flesh is troubling you. Not sometimes, most times. That's why I'm teaching this message, to show you how to move in the spirit. Teach, teach. Because the law is against you. Because of the weaknesses in your flesh. Hallelujah. So, 
He raises this question in verse 12 of Romans chapter 7. In verse 12, he says that, therefore, let's all read it out loud. Let's go. There's nothing wrong with the law because it's the standard of God. It's holy. The commandments is holy. It's pure. It's holy. So, the next verse says that, therefore, has that which is holy become, has then what is good become death to me? Certainly not. But the problem is sin. Sin that it might appear sin was producing death in me through what is good, so that sin through the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. The next verse, verse 14, watch this, verse 14. For we know that the law is spiritual. Do you see that? Let's all say the law is spiritual. spiritual. In fact, when you read some parts of the Bible, particularly, I think some, I think I remember, Psalm 119 verse verse 99. Yeah, Psalm 119 verse 99, I think so. it, it, it refers to God's, am I, am I right? Yes. It says that I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. Do you see that? Look at verse 97. Verse 97. What is my meditation? Verse 97 says, oh, how I love your what? Law. How I love your what? Law. Why? It's, it is my meditation all day. Then the two verses downwards, it says that, I'm wiser than my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. So sometimes when you read the Bible, Bible refers to the law as testimony. Why? Because it just bears witness of the nature of God. It wasn't meant for us to keep. It was given to us for us to see how God is. Who God is. It's a witness. It's the testimony of God. And so he says that when I want to do the good I can't do it. Verse, verse, back to verse, uh, Romans chapter 7. That's, that's our, our main text. Romans chapter 7, verse, verse 14. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, soul, and sin. Look at verse 15. Someone is getting closer here. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I want to do, that I do. Uh, give me NIV so that it's easier to understand. NIV. He said, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, is that, is that, is that talking about somebody here? And then they are coming to tell you, thou shall not. You, you are not interested in this thou shall not because even before you knew the thou shall not, you are struggling. What I do not want to do, that is what I'm doing. Am I talking about somebody? And what I want to do, I can't, I don't do it. I don't do it. And yet, I'm supposed to be a Christian. And I feel I'm a hypocrite. I don't know what's wrong with me. I came to the altar, I was jumping and shouting. Five hours later. It's there. Put it on the screen again. Look at, are you ready for this? Verse 16, verse 16, if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. So what's the problem? Verse 17, the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who who do it. Why is sin? Why is sin? When you read the Bible, there are two types of, there's sin as a personality and sin as an action. The sin as an action is called usually sins. 
He forgives us our sins. He died for our sins. But sin as a personality, the cross of Christ dealt with sin. It's a personality. It lives in you. No, didn't you see it? Oh, please. He says that, but it is sin living. Your body is like hotel for sin. <laughs> hostel, 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 hostel is better. <laughs> your flesh, your flesh is like hostel for sin. Please, tell someone, please, don't deal with me based on how you see me. Do you know why the gospel is called good news? Do you know why the gospel is called good news? Because you don't deserve to be called the child of God. You don't deserve. God died for sinners. And after you were born again, it will be okay if before you became born again, you were doing stuff. But after you became born again, he's, he's alive, but stinketh. You remember? Lazarus came out of the tomb. He was wrapped with grave clothes. Jesus called him back to life. Four days dead man was coming back, obviously. He's alive, but stinketh. Some of us, we are alive. And you are saying, like he said, oh, wretched man. See, it's one thing not having a problem and being able to deal with the problem. It's another thing having a problem and you just can't deal with it. The problem actually has you. <laughs> the problem is now carrying you. Sin will block you from enjoying the blessings. If you like, go and punch a hole in your petrol tanker. <laughs> Police will not arrest you. It's a matter of time. Some of us, you are leaking. All the good things of God coming in your life is leaking out at a very fast rate because of this sin hole. God is not upset with you because you, he loves you. Bible says that even whilst we were yet sinners, Romans, Romans chapter 5 verse 8, whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Is it now that he has died for us that we are walking with him that he'll be upset with us? This is the grace message. So it's grace. But if you don't take advantage and walk with grace, you will end up in grass. A grace person eating grass. Resulting in disgrace. They have removed the disgrace. What is disgrace? Remove, remove the grace aspect. And then you get the disgrace. But that will not be your testimony. But enough of that. How do I move in the spirit? So that I can enjoy the grace. Am I communicating to somebody at all? Where did we, did we stop? Verse 17. Put it back on the screen, please, for me. As it is, it's no longer I myself who, who do it, but sin. I know that nothing good lives in me. How many of you have noticed that? I know that nothing good lives in me. If you haven't noticed that, you just decide not to take a wash for two days. Nothing good lives in me. I just polish up. <laughs> you see, there's a lot of good things on you. <laughs> but as to what is living in you, let me tell you, don't marry people because of the way they look. Because the way you look, you can buy it. Looks are for sale. You can buy everything. 
as long as you have the money. Okay. In my sinful nature, which is also called the flesh. So he says that, oh, I like this. For to will is present with me. I want to do it. But how to perform what is good? I do not find. Please, may I give you an advice? Let's treat human beings as human beings. And not just, don't treat people with just their faults. Yeah, sometimes people are bad and stuff like that. But, it's, but be careful when people go wrong against you. Because you are a major offender as well. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because you are not all that. Now, that does not justify wrong behavior. But the point I'm making is that some of us, when it comes to dealing with others, we deal with them with our heads and we deal with ourselves with our hearts. He said, to will is present. Please, don't get me wrong. My intentions are right. I want to do it. I want to. See, do, you, do, you, do you see why religion is very dangerous? Yeah. Because religion is always against what you haven't done. Yeah. And what you are doing. And you, and you, and you, and you, and you. That's religion. Jesus told the lady in John chapter, John chapter 8. He said, where are your accusers? He said, they are nowhere. Jesus said, go. We too, I don't condemn. If no human being could condemn you because I asked them, anyone without sin, let them cast, let them condemn you first. And no one, that means everyone has sin. Then Jesus said, me too. Even the sinless one, Jesus, he was without sin. He said, me too, I don't condemn you. But I don't endorse what you did. So don't go back there. John chapter 8, verse 12, verse, verse 11. He said, go and sin no more. I also don't condemn you. He said, for the Son of Man, the Son of God did not come to condemn the world, but that through him the world must be saved. Because we are all condemned by virtue of the standard of God and the things inside us. Now watch this. So he says that, put it back on the screen for me, please. For I know that, but how to perform what is good, I do not find. Look at verse 99, it's getting serious now. For the good that I will do, I do not do. But the evil. Let's all read it out. Let's go read it together. Let's go. Let's read it together. Let's go. Is it true? Yes. Now, watch the verse 20. He says, Now, if I do what I will not do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. The next verse. I find, uh, I find then a law that, that evil is present within me. The one who wills to do. So I'm the one who wills to do good, but evil is present. And that thing is a law. Some of us are dealing against a law. I'm talking about four laws this morning. Four laws. You are dealing against a law you haven't realized it's a law. The law of gravity, you can't be a human being and jump and expect to float. The law of gravity will pull you down. And some of us, there's a law in your system that is working against you. And you think you can just, like Superman, deal with the law. And you think that God has asked you to keep his law. You can't keep it. Okay, let's go to the next verse. Look at this. Is someone following this? Look at this. This is interesting. Put your hand. I find then a law that evil is present with me. The one who is to do Verse 22 is getting serious now. For, ah, you see that? Let's read it together. For I delight in the law 
This is the law of God. Is it good? Is it holy? Is it spiritual? So that's the law of God. Okay, so please on the screen again, let me show you something. It said, for I delight in the law, for I delight in the law of God according to my inward man. My actual me, I delight in the law of God. Go to verse 23. But I see I see another law in my members. There's something inside me, it's a law. I see another law in my members warring against. You see another law there? Warring against, so that is the law of my mind. And I want to do the law of God because my, the law of my mind actually wants to do the law of God. But there is this other law in my members that when I try to go, it hijacks me. Okay, put it on the screen. Read it again. Let's go. Let's, let's see. On the screen. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin. And where is the law of sin? In my members. Does that make sense why God said, put my law in the Ark of the Covenant? And then when you enter the holies of holies, what you find is the manna, the rod, and the law. Wow. Wow. I'm getting somewhere. So he said, the law of my mind, try and do the law of God and the law of sin. Is this describing somebody sitting here? Yeah. You are trying to do God's law. Right. That's why you've been even been coming to church. But there's something in your body. Eh? Oh, put it on the screen. Let me show you again. It says that another law in my members, warring. It's war. Warring. Viciously fighting against your ability to do the law of God. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. You want to do the law of God, but there's something not in that brother. No, if it's other people, that's fine. But the thing is inside you. It's fighting against your ability to do the law of God. Wow. So look at the conclusion. Oh, wretched man that I am. Wretched man that I am. Who would deliver, put it on the screen. Oh, wretched man. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who would deliver me from this body? But this thing is killing me, my body, my body, my, something is troubling me. I need deliverance. I need help. I want to do what is right, but there's something inside me. It's not allowing me. I want to, uh, I want to glorify God, but there's something inside. I'm struggling, and people don't have to know because they see, they'll think I'm a hypocrite. But I'm not a hypocrite. I want to, even when I want to read my Bible, I'll end up sleeping. When I want to wake up and pray, I'll end up going to watch television. I don't know what is wrong with it. I'm tired of myself. Oh, wretched man, who delivered me? Then he goes on to say, I thank God. Someone say, I thank God. Say it again. Say it again. He said, I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then, with my mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh. So, if you stay in the flesh, that is why you are born again, but you are still struggling. You, if you are the child of God, he accepts you as the child of God. But the problem is, you are a child with a problem. A child with a problem, special you have a problem. God loves you, but you have a problem. So the blessings can flow upon your life. 
And there are too many Christians who are living like unbelievers and they are not seeing the manifestation of the goodness of God in their lives. And people are questioning this, your faith life and your God life. Why is the flesh, flesh, too much flesh, too much flesh. And he says, thanks be to God. I serve God. The next verse, did you see the next verse? There, there is now therefore no condemnation who walk not according to the flesh, but, uh-huh. Okay, so if you are in Christ Jesus, you have been delivered from Satan's attacks and condemnation. But the problem is, when you walk in the flesh, you bring yourself under this condemnation. It's not that God has written you off, but you are, in, you are operating in the realm of condemnation. Because the flesh is going to trouble you. He says, so he says, if you are in Christ Jesus and you don't walk at fault according, he said, there's not therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but how? So when you are in Christ, you have a choice to walk either in, either in the flesh or in the spirit. Okay, why and how do I walk in this? How about the law? Go to the next verse. This is serious. He said, why? Because for the law, do you see another law? Yeah. It says, for the law of the spirit of life. Where is it? It is in Christ. If you are not in Christ, you don't have this. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the, sin, the law of sin and death. Now watch this quickly. Jesus Christ is the immediate expression of God. The law is supposed to reflect God. In the Old Testament, if you want the reflection of God, is the law. In the New Testament, if you want the reflection of God, is Christ. So Jesus actually is the manifestation of God's law. And when he comes into you, it means that the law, the law of, see, the law of the spirit of life, say life. What is the law of life? When nobody teaches a child how to crawl, can you do that? Can you teach a child how to suck? You don't, because he can't understand. So who teaches the child how to crawl? Who teaches the dog how to bark? Why from being a puppy? Bark, 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 bark. But why doesn't the, the, the hen bark? No, because it doesn't have the dog life. So with the dog life comes the law of dog life. And when you have the law of dog life inside you, spontaneously, you start to do, you got it? Spontane- you don't do, you don't have to do because you are being told to do. You do because you are, it's from the dog life. Now, he says that, watch this. He said, for the law of life in Christ Jesus, when we come to the tabernacle, when we come to the holies of holies, we are meant to have access to the law of God. Now, it doesn't, it's not in our minds. It's not just for us to read, but it's in our spirits. I'll show you something in a minute. So he says that what the law could not do, verse 3, in that it was weak through the flesh. God sending forth his son in the likeness of sinful flesh, condemning sin in the flesh. For the first time, someone came and overcame sin in the flesh. That's Jesus Christ. All right. Sending, condemning sin in the flesh. Go to the next verse. Watch this, verse 4. That the righteous requirements of God's law might be automatically and spontaneously be fulfilled in me. So now, it's not a law I'm trying to, standard I'm trying to meet, but it's something that is inside me that I'm trying to experience. I told you, it's deeper than some of you can get. 
The Christian life is not about obeying commandments. Hear me? The Christian life is not about doing. Stop trying to do. I'm fasting. I'm doing. Stop trying to do. Enter the spirit and let Christ spread in you. Let Christ be. Let Christ, that is that. So, so when Christ is beginning to manifest from your spirit, automatically, spontaneously, the standard of God is being met by the Christ. So then the law of the spirit of life in Christ. Have you ever seen mango trees bearing banana fruits? Why? Because it doesn't have the man, uh, banana life. And the law of every life comes with its law. So the law of Christ comes with the law. It's the law of God. And it's in your heart as a Christian. And once, watch this, once you learn how to walk in the spirit, once you learn how to go in your spirit, you are able to deal with the flesh. Galatians 5.16, walk in the spirit and automatically you will not be able to fulfill the desires. Said, I said then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill. It didn't say, and you will be able not to do. It said, it won't happen, you shall not. Once you stay in the spirit, the law of life in the spirit begins to manifest the righteousness of God in your human body. Too many of us are in the flesh as Christians. No wonder you find it so easy to fight with others. I don't talk to this one. I can't stand this person. And you are trying to walk by faith in the flesh. But you can't do it. It's a law of faith. It must come from within. You have to feed your spirit. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 8. He said, because fighting, verse 9, go to verse 9. We're actually going to verse 10, but verse 9. Okay, let, go to verse 10. Let me show you something. Look at this verse 10. He said, for this is the commandment that's God talking, that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and write them in their hearts. And I will be their God and they will be my people. So now the law is not going to stay outside of you, making a demand of you, on you. The law is going to be in you, manifested, expressed. That is what the Christian life is about. The law of God, the life of God is inside you. But if you choose to walk in the flesh, according to Romans chapter 3, chapter 8, it says that those who walk in the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. So you can see, it says, for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the, on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. So if you, if you begin to live according to the spirit, your mindset is spiritual. Everything is spiritual. In Hebrews, I didn't finish reading verse 9. Verse 9, Hebrews chapter 8, verse 11, sorry. It talks about how there will not be anyone to, there's not be the need for someone to teach you. See, no, none of them shall, be, shall teach his neighbor and none his brother, saying, know the Lord. For all shall know me from there. Why? Because now the law is inside. It's not from outside. That is the New Testament. That's the new covenant life. You, you, you are not waiting for someone to come and tell you, don't smoke, don't do this. It's, it's a law inside you. As you walk with God, automatically you know and you begin to do some things before you realize you're actually doing it. But religion says, okay, take this box, take this box, take this box, take this box. And you take about seven of them, the three you are struggling to take. Move in the spirit. Stop trying not to do. Stop trying to do so God to accept you. 
Learn how to move in the spirit because if you stay in the flesh with your own strength, with your own wisdom, with your own abilities, you will endlessly be disappointed because you are too incapable. Some of you want to forgive people in the flesh. That's why you're struggling. You can't live the spiritual life in the flesh. You can't. You, You don't have what it takes. You can't do it. You can't do it. Stay in the spirit. How do I stay in the spirit? Be reading your Bible. Stay in fellowship. Cut yourself from junk. Yes. Develop. Build your spirit. Feed your spirit, man, and live in the spirit. Focus your mind on God's word. But when you learn how to walk in the spirit, the desires are there, but you live above. And the, the blessing of God just finds easy, natural expression upon your life. Sometimes it's not every hey, hey, hey. It's not every blessing that comes through praying for you. Many of the blessings comes through living out the word of God. I've said a lot in this short time. There's a law in your members. Don't be deceived. You can't overcome it. You need the law of life in the spirit to be able to deal with it. So that the righteous requirements of the law of God shall be fulfilled in your mortal body, in you. I pray for you that your heavens will remain open. I pray for you that God will empower you. I pray for you that the Holy Ghost will come upon you. The Holy Ghost will strengthen you to walk in the spirit, to live in the spirit, to be able to fellowship with God and to overcome the desires of the flesh, to overcome the weaknesses of the flesh in the name of Jesus. For there is no condemnation. There is no condemnation. I I stand here as the prophet of God and I declare by your life, there is no condemnation. There is no condemnation against you. There is no condemnation against you. I don't care what you did. There is no condemnation against you in the the name of Jesus. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen.carries.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.